The Presentation Podcast, Season 7, Episode 188. This episode, Troy, Nolan, and Sandy take the last release of 2023 for a look back at the two Presentation Summit conferences. They each attended the in-person summit in Monterey, California, and attended the Zoom Virtual Summit. They compare notes, recount their highlights, and if we did not attend, they basically make us jealous of not being there. Let's turn over the conversation to Sandy, Nolan, and Troy. Hi, I'm Troy Collar from TLC Crave Services, and I am in Southern California this week. Welcome to the presentation podcast. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> who are you, Sandy? Okay, I just use that. Over. Just leave it in. <laughs> I like that. And I'm in Minnesota. That's what I'm going to do. Everybody knows who I am. Where there's right? no snow, correct? Where there's no snow at all. It's depressing. Hey, Nolan, who are you? I'm Nolan Hames from Nolan Hames Creative, and I'm in Montclair, New Jersey. Oh, you guys. <laughs> Okay, we got to talk about what's happening because this is our last episode of the year. We're obviously a little punchy. It's been a fun holiday wrap-up time. Um, what's happening? Sandy Nolan. Well, let me start. Um, as when you're I, not in Minnesota. When I'm not in what, Minnesota. Tell us what I, you're doing. I lo- you know, this is my travel time of the year. It's try to get out of Minnesota now and then. But I, Jeff and I traveled to Italy a few weeks ago. No, a couple weeks ago with my oldest daughter's family, which included my two granddaughters. And it was absolutely amazing to see the country through their eyes. They're mm. 13 years old and they true and they're history buffs, our whole family. We, we love history and they just really, really enjoyed it. Um, so I, I'm glad to have done that. Troy, you were. Uh, in the same when I was in Venice, weren't you in a canal city too? We were in the same time zone, but different canals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which, yeah. So which you were city? in Venice, which is actually someplace I have not been. It is high on my oh, my gorgeous list. Um, mm-hmm. It's even higher on Lori's list. Um, so I was uh, I was in Amsterdam. So I, I am currently, while we're recording, I mean, get this, I am back from events in Amsterdam, which we extended for a week and went to uh, The Hague. The museum there is phenomenal. Uh, we went to Brussels, got to experience their first snow of the season, totally unprepared, had to go buy a jacket. Um, <laughs> events in London, uh, no, no, Los Angeles and and Boston. I just got back early this morning uh, you know, from being in Boston. Um, so the Christmas decorations are sort of up. The house is like a collage of, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas stuff everywhere. So we work on that. We did squeeze in a last minute because we had these passes to Disneyland we bought with our kids. And like, oh, so literally before we went to Boston, <laughs> we went to Disneyland for the day because that's what you should do to not be too tired when you arrive at a meeting. Um, it was the happiest place on earth, and we were we had to use it before it was expired. And we were ha- it was actually their holiday show was great, but. The Amsterdam part, I have not been to Amsterdam, and we were we were on the canals there. It was phenomenal. And I'm reading these posts from Sandy going, she's on canals too. It, it was, was really very fun. Good. So 
I, I'm I'm trying to keep up with that. I think maybe I drove by the the Passaic New Jersey River. Um, <laughs> it doesn't not quite the same, but uh, you didn't that, jump into that, a gondola. <laughs> no, that's where that's where they dump the bodies ah! in New Jersey. Um, so yeah, so no, nothing is exciting or uh, adventurous uh, in terms of travel for me. Just end of year wrap up and booking trainings into next year. And I am my my own little uh, my my own little. I guess world. I'm 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 slowly redoing my my remote setup here at my computer. So new lights and and arms and mounts and things. And I'm in the new year. I think I mentioned this. I'm going to do some painting and all that kind of stuff. So I've been been working on that, getting under the desk and you know moving cables around, which is my. Are you sticking my, my to the same um, brand for all of your? Equipment? I'm doing a lot of Elgato stuff, okay. um, like my new Elgato lights um, and arms and things like that. Just trying to like make things as Fewer cables as possible, like less junk. Trying to minimize it. Anyway, so that's, that's my own little workshop. Did you get the um? Did you get the Elgato um teleprompter uh, center? I, I have. It was supposed to arrive like middle of December, and I just got an email which I'm a little confused about because I think it says I'm not getting it till April. So Ooh. I'm talking was, with them. I'm very so, no, excited to hear about it. Yeah, oh. I don't have it yet. I'm very much looking forward to it. So if it ever comes, if you're listening, Elgato. Okay, let's do, let's do, we got to do a little, I know we have a, a, a really great topic today, but we got to do some news. We haven't, you know, there's a lot happening in the presentation world, in the computing world, in the, in the world. And I'm going to kick it off because I have a question for you about this. The Windows 11 co-pilot preview. Now you got to, we, we have to set the stage here, folks, if you're listening and you're, you know, because co-pilot is, there's co-pilot for Azure for the coding. Has nothing to do with a copilot you would ever probably touch. There's copilot for Windows, which is literally an integration, which is the part I want to talk about, which is the Windows operating system has a has a a window. That sounds like cliche, but it has a pathway into copilot. Then there's the office copilot. And then there's like all these different copilots. But anyways, I had the Windows 11 copilot preview and I kind of gave it away there. I it was it was on my toolbar. Do you guys have it on your Windows computers? For- I have not checked on my Windows. I do have right, it. No. Right next to it. the microphone, next to your search bar, there's a little thing that says the little pre. co-pilot icon, pre. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you do. So the co-pilot icon was on my taskbar. I was using it and testing it. I even made a very fun Thanksgiving image of a turkey giving a presentation. Go to the powerpointblog.com and go to the Thursday, uh, November 24th blog post. I created that image, which was really cool because you click it, it opens up, and it's basically a window to Dolly 3. So I create an image. It's disappeared from my computer. I don't have Copilot anymore. Oh, so you I was, don't? I was using it, and that's my news is that, hey, you may have the Copilot, Windows 11 Copilot preview, or you may not. Or maybe you did and you don't because that's me. So anyways, it's just gone. I'm very disappointed. Well, that's I don't sad, know who but to you reach did, out to. You did get your turkey? I did get my turkey image. It's on, I mean, back in Thanksgiving. So, you know, like nobody can ago, take your turkey image. Away. Nobody can take turkey from me. I Anyways. still have mine. And when we were talking before the, we started recording, I, I thought I misspoke and said it was uh, chat GPT, but I have the co-pilot preview. And, see, and that's more confusion because it is chat GPT. It's just Microsoft's access to it. It's, yeah, you know, it's leveraging yeah. chat GPT for, yeah. Anyways, it was, I was, I was experimenting with, it. I used it for a whole, um, did I already talk about this? Uh, we had a we have a, one of our clients redoing their social media um, templates, and I was like, you know what? Let me get the latest. So I typed into it, you know, 
give me the specs for LinkedIn post images, Facebook posts, um, Instagram, and it, it gathered an amazing array of content that I streamlined into one info sheet for us, hand it off to the client, say, here's everything we're looking for. Uh, one thing that bothered me is because it pulls stuff from different sources. One of them was like, let's just say it's 1920 by 1080 pixels for the image. One of them would say 1920 small X, no spaces, 1080 space, the word pixels. But another set of, of uh, specs would say 19, um, 1980 uh, space pixels space, you know, it gave different formulas for the same amount of information. So I had to go in and kind of make them consistent because it's pulling it from different information. I was like, there's an example of chat GPT, giving the information, but not like putting it together like a person would at this point. Okay. <laughs> what else? So anyways, copilot yeah. windows 11 preview it's out there. I just don't have it anymore. I, yeah. I, I just took a look on my PC. I don't have it there, but I do have, and a lot of us now have Copilot for Microsoft 365. This is where in PowerPoint you can now, there's now a, a Copilot button and you say, make a presentation for me, do this, do this. The, this is the MVPs, the Microsoft MVPs. And, and that's, that's us. Uh, we did finally get access last week. Um, so we're all feverishly playing with it. And, and uh, sort of testing it out. Um, the other, the only other people that have it are enterprise um, customers right now. And a right small now. selection of enterprise of customers. Course. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so stay tuned. We do have a co-pilot episode on the calendar, but it's going to be a while. We're gonna we're gonna need to play with this. And well, we got to get through the holiday. Okay. Just just yeah. all in fairness, I have the I have the multiple emails talking about the access invite. I have the login because I've been on the road nonstop. I actually haven't clicked it, so I don't technically have Microsoft 365 Copilot set up. I do have the access credentials, so Nolan, I'll catch up to you in a few minutes, and and uh, you know by we'll by there. the end of the weekend, I'll have the uh, I'll have the the same credentials to be asking the same questions. Why is he doing this? How do I do this? How do I what's this? So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very excited to start experimenting with this. Jamie Grolk mentioned on LinkedIn the other day that he cannot wait until that episode. <laughs> so he just assumed we would be talking about it. I love it. Yeah. And but, I got a slant. I want to talk about it as like, as a presentation designer, how does this, what, what is our, um, how does it help our workflows not create a presentation on? Cause we don't do that. We get a slide deck and we say, I need to do a presentation makeover. How is copilot? How are these AI tools going to help us? I'm really, really looking for how is this going to help the workflows of our company, our mm -hmm. design team? in everything, especially Excel, because I'm looking forward to, I read a great statement. I, I read, did I hear it in a podcast or did I read it in my mind? I know there's a statement that I had gathered and it said, um, within the next few years type, you'll, you'll be distinguished of, you know, how to add a formula into Excel, like equal some ran da 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 or you'll know how to text prompt a request and excel builds the formula for you like building um formulas will be a thing of the past i did a little happy dance because it's just not my love language exactly. is building building formulas but i have to anyways okay um <laughs> where are we at news oh. give, give us a news item sandy okay as excited as we maybe should be about copilot are about copilot i'm more excited excited about the October 11 from Microsoft and Meta, who announced the integration of M365 productive, productivity experience 
for Meta's Quest virtual reality devices. So that means Word, Excel, PowerPoint, they are going to be transferred if you use the device. You can actually get 3D multitasking capabilities in the VR apps versus the the physical 2D screens that we're used to working in. So Troy, I would think that this would be huge in your world in how you might potentially present materials. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm sure that corporate events will take this on. Um, I don't know about the, the build functionality. Rick Brechtschneider just a little while ago did a, on Facebook, there's a cool demo video he did of him showing him using PowerPoint in the metaverse, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming was through this now that I'm thinking about it. It must it was, have been. I didn't see but, it yet. But I'm not sure how it's going to play out. Um, we have been doing, I mean, the, the whole metaverse is getting larger. We just did a, another set of live streams where, again, it wasn't our meeting. We're just the back end. But it was, can you live stream into the metaverse? So they were watching presentations and um, video of presenters in rooms within the metaverse at at a different another conference. So it's actually starting to hit my world more and more. And yeah, I'm I'm thinking this one could be cool. I don't own a any type of virtual reality mm-hmm. access point right now. And this they're only five hundred dollars for the Oculus Three, I believe it yeah. is. Oh, I use my I mean, nephews every time he comes over. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're amazing. I'm just like, I just don't really have a need for it, so I'm afraid of it sitting on a on a back shelf, just getting dusty. But now this may be the tipping point. Um, I think it's worth the investment to um, investigate. Yeah, I think the integrations are looking really, really cool. So, very excited to see this. Maybe and and uh, mid end of year for 2024, we might be talking about this more. That's right. Ooh. <clears throat> A couple more news items before we go on. What do we got? Um, small one. Um, Cameo now has placeholders for masters. Um, so if you use Cameo there's now, and you go into the master, one of those placeholders is now Cameo. So that can obviously, you can just easily drop that on a layout for globally for, for all your slides. So doesn't that mean that then you... Uh, it will transfer with morph from one slide to the next? Yes, but uh, I, I think there's still some issues with it. It doesn't do it all that slickly or smoothly it skews it skews yeah yeah you don't want to see your face perfect circus mirror looking yeah exactly (laughs) oh people if i could have recorded that one and shown it to you that was awesome you know Um, what you know the the thing that sort of the last couple years has shown me is i I just i don't think it's always necessary to move move things like i I become a big fan of the no transition um especially presenting remotely just just go to the next slide and like mm-hmm. new layout you don't mm-hmm. need to always morph everything okay right. moving no. on we're not talking yes. about <laughs> my podcast nope nope edit beep i i listen to the advice but your point is well taken in the virtual environment okay, okay i've got some seasonal fun okay. have you guys seen over the past few weeks it's all over the news it's the 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 one i have is quote kids are pitching their christmas lists on powerpoint and we feel old that was the one that was the story I found. I'll put a link in there. There was another story I just read. Um, there was a 20 slide. I mean, this was not a young child. This was like a 20 slide deck of all uh, basically 
defending each one of their asks, but then it ended with a QR code, which was the shopping list, yes. I believe. It yes, was so, I saw that it one. Was Isn't that great? PowerPoint at the heart of so many lives. But uh, this is a news story on MSN. I'll throw it there. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's perfect timing for the release of this podcast. Um, but if I, I will give the link. Everybody has to go look at this. The title has a typo in it. PowerPoint is misspelled. It has the wrong capitalization. I'm like, oh, come on. You're doing a story about PowerPoint. And they, they only have the capital in the word power, not in the point. So I'll put a link there. Just a little side fun thing. Hilarious. Well, moving to the holiday or keeping with the holiday theme, Bright Carbon has released their annual Christmas cards. I believe the story behind it. Well, first of all, they do this every year, but it's not just one card their employees get together and create each create a card. And what's really cool about these is that they are editable, editable PowerPoint presentations. The polar no one they have animation. You don't want them. Oh, stop that. <laughs> they're converted <laughs> yes. to videos. So then they're, well, I mean, they can be converted to videos if you customize it and then want to send it out to your clients. Anyway, we will include a note, I'm sorry, a link in the show notes so that you too can access the Bright Carbon. And they have all the previous ones as well. They have the new ones for this year, but they archive all the old ones. So you can, they're like up over a hundred now, I think. Okay. So quick news item in keeping with today's topic of the, the podcast topic for today, all the presentation summit recordings, which is what we're going to be talking about when we get to the actual conversation part of this podcast, um, they are available to the public. I mean, it's a paid access, but they are available. So there's a an all access um, package so you can get them through October of 2024, which would be a year from when the event happened. Um, <clears throat> there's an article that uh, Rick Altman put uh, on better presenting it. And what I'll do is I'll put a... Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So if you if you did not get to the presentation summit, um, the, all the Zoom recordings, so not the live event in Monterey, but all the Zoom recording sessions are available and they're really good. And I will say that the 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 link I'm going to give you it does have a it features a picture of Nolan doing his virtual space Zoom magic show thing. Yes. It's very good. Okay, presentation time, topic time. We are wrapping up 2023. Our final episode of the year is a recap of the presentation summit. We're just going to call it the season. This year, the presentation summit was held in two completely separate events, making it kind of a unique year for this uh, venerable event. We have heard from many attendees that 2023, the, the event itself, was a success for them. Nolan, Sandy, and myself, we were all at the on-site event, which was great to spend a bit of time together. And then we each joined the virtual version, which, of course, was not the same as the in-person and hanging out and meeting each other in person. But uh, today, we're kind of comparing our notes on the Presentation Summit. Okay, to start, we are giving Nolan credit for this conversation idea and kudos to Sandy for basically organizing us into this conversation. So thank you both. Um, you're my amazing podcast co-hosts. This literally would not be happening without you. So let's start by giving our perspective on our experiences with the Presentation Summit this year. 
first of all, before I give my perspective, Troy, Troy produces this event, if, if um, this event, this podcast. So if you don't know that behind the scenes, this man is doing things on the airplanes back and forth, um, up at 4 a.m. doing things because he has to run a business too. And this is all volunteer. So thanks to both of my co-hosts. It's been a wonderful year. Oh, I keep telling my CEO that I should be paid for this, but it's just not working. <laughs> anyway, so I was I was able to attend both the on-site and online conferences, but my exposure, and this will impact how I how much I can recap everything, but my exposure to the on-site was limited to what I could see in here <clears throat> from my hotel room balcony. <laughs> Yes, Juliet. Why? (laughs) The setup was we were in a cabin like environment and a lot of the parts of the events and common air, they were set up in a common area. So what happened was both Echo Swinford and I became ill and we were confined to our room. So we did that because we didn't want to pass anything. We didn't want to make anybody else sick. Um, we were too sick to travel, so we <laughs> kept our original lodging and travel plans. I was able to see a lot of speakers from my home office via the virtual conference, so I made up for it. Okay. Uh, well, we we missed you uh, in person, but we were glad we got to, to peek uh, at you in your balcony. Peek at you. Peek at peek you. Yes. And I believe, I, I think my room was right next door to yours as well. Oh, uh, or- I- down. Anyway, um, I was a speaker um, <laughs> remotely and online, and I was able to catch several uh, of the sessions on site and online, which we'll we'll talk about. <clears throat> and Troy, but I was there the the whole time. Troy, you were not. You were only there for a day. Well, I was technically traveling for a preset design project that was over the dates of both events, but I'm taking the credit and saying I was at both events. I was on site in Monterey, but only for Sunday and Monday, departing just crazy early Tuesday morning to catch a flight, go directly into the ballroom for slide review that same day at the meeting I was supposed to be at. So I caught up with the rest of our team who had already got things started. Um, for the online event, I was in Portugal for another presentation uh, meeting. And, uh, you know, that nine hour time difference with, you know, work. You know, it was it was a little bit rough for me to get to. I got to. I think I logged into the live events three times, and uh, but I was mm-hmm. super excited for the on demand viewing of the sessions. So I was technically at both of them. So both Sandy and I have. We were there, but um, yeah, I'm it was. Rely it was, on you, Nolan. No. <laughs> okay. Well, to I don't. To, right. Well, let's let's start with the opening night uh, for okay. the on site conference. Uh, sort of set the stage for a unique experience, I think. Well, I'm going to jump right up front here. I'm going to go to the front of the line, if you don't mind, because uh, one, the opening event was Sunday, which was a, a unique thing, and I was there, so I get to claim that I was there. So I arrived early because you know, Monterey, San Diego, it's it's not a bad travel uh, time at all. You know, It's just going up an hour and a half flight up the coast, and then I did a, another hour and a half drive because I – based on my flight out and the rental car. But anyways, I arrived early on Sunday and this is kind of funny before anything was happening Sunday, I'm leaving the front desk from checking in and I get to say hello to the conference director, Rick Altman, as he literally ran past me. So I navigated my way to the I was like, hi, Rick. Woo. There you go. I mean, he's in ready shoes and he was off. And I was like, well, okay. So much for saying hi. Um, I navigated my way to my room. As we said, it's kind of a, a, summer camp type setting so finding my room was a little bit of a challenge and uh you know wandered through the forest and 
<laughs> ate nuts and berries exactly. on the way and found it. <laughs> and I was settling in, in this, in the, in this little wood cabin room. Uh, so to set the stage, I'm really excited about this event. You know, for the past several years, I've been heavily involved in the AV side of the conference, which is great, but it does come at the cost of not having much free time as the AV setup happens while attendees are doing other things. So while everybody's out doing their things, which I normally get time to chat, you know, I was doing AV stuff with our team and and I've been a presenter, which is also beyond great. But again, it comes at the cost of less socializing time. So this year, while I'm only going to be there for a few days, I'm completely free to mingle, meet. I am off the hook of any distractions because I am not involved. I, I unfortunately, because of travel, did was not speaking. And okay, so back to my phone call. So I get this phone call in, you know, I'm in my hotel room, literally like taking my clothes out of a suitcase. And, uh, you know, I have not even taken a deep breath to like soak in that coastal air and that environment. And the phone call is this out of breath, Rick Altman, who I figured was inviting me to go for a run with him because, you know, I just saw him running a few minutes earlier. <clears throat> And I was planning how to mentally decline that because, you know, I only brought a single pair of, you know, I was carry on. I have a single pair of business shoes and I'm like thinking there's no way I can go out with Rick. I know he's inviting me for a run. Nah, nah, it wasn't that. It was to ask me to go down to the main general session room and help figure out why the conference projectors were, well, not projecting so much for the carefree time and no AV. And it was great. Um, it was the best start to any conference. Um, I was in my happy, happy spot. You know, I was doing AV. Um, I got to spend an hour with Patrice Chantal, Rick's soon to be son-in-law. At least I think that's what it is. Hope I don't. Then I had a huge surprise. My friend, uh, Glenn from Australia was there. We haven't been together in several, several years. And I had no idea he was at this event. I guess he was kind of surprised for a lot. So while we were figuring out this whole projection system, uh, which we did get finished with at least 15 minutes before the attendees filled the room, I had this wonderful time talking with friends going, this is what it's all about. So, okay. That was the pre-event opening night, which, you know, it was memorable for probably Rick and Patrice for other reasons because things weren't working, but I had a ton of fun and the actual event on Sunday was great. And I'll let you guys talk about that. Well, sure. So you made it, you got under the wire, you, the reception was excellent. Um, it was great to see everyone. I mean, it really, the energy when you get to see all these, first of all, you see all the familiar faces that it's just wonderful and all the hugs and everything. And then, um, getting to meet new people. My biggest disappointment was we did not take advantage. The three of us, that's the last time we were going to all be together to get a photo. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I don't know how yeah. we're going to do that. We're going to have to ask, um, co-pilot to do it, chat GPT <laughs> to do it for us someday. But anyway, um, this happened to be the first summit that had an official Sunday general session. Typically that's kind of, there are sessions in the morning, no, no get together at night. So that was really, really fun. And then it was great that we all got to eat together cafeteria style. Mm -hmm. um, enjoyed it. And, and so after dinner, the kickoff speaker was, was a, was a big, uh, big get this year, I think, mm. uh, Temple Grandin. Um, she's a, a very big figure and sought after speaker. And I was, I was surprised Rick was able to get her quite frankly, uh, you know, for a conference of our size. Um, but she, 
uh, was a fantastic speaker, totally unique. Uh, if you don't know who she is, you know, just look her up. And she's written a, a bunch of books. Uh, we all got one of uh, one of her books called Visual Thinking. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more recent ones, I think. But I've read a few of her books, and um, you know, see the mo- the HBO movie with Claire Danes as well. She was just she's just a phenomenal sort of um, very unique speaker, obviously, and very unique yes. uh, profession her- and. patience as we lined Mm -hmm. up i just didn't i don't know why i would expect her not to be patient i guess famous people get used to it to a point but it was really fun she took photos with all of us yeah she's totally into it i you know it's i think with you know with certain speakers you know they 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 sort of drop into the conference and they're like what who are who are these people what is this like what is this world um but you know because but she she was uh totally so that was a great great session um and well, uh, yeah. there, it was yeah. It continued to be an anomaly on many levels. Um, yeah, she was amazing. Uh, I actually just got around to reading her book. So the last uh, set of flights, I've been reading through her book. It's really good. It's it's yeah. you know, it's a little winding tale of everything, but some of the insights there are just fantastic. And uh, and I keep bringing it back to presentation design, going, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's really. Anyways, I really yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's an easy, fun, light read. Nolan. You not only delivered a fabulous breakout session in which you helped some guests take their PowerPoint charting to, I would just say, the next level with less frustrations, but you were one of, hold on, were you one of three or one of four keynotes? Do I count Temple in there? Uh, it was, Let's, yeah, it was actually, I guess, technically four. Four, um, okay, yeah. In, including mm-hmm. the Monterey uh, so, Aquarium um, people. So we we had we had outside the Sunday anomaly of dinner and then and then a speaker at in the same room. Um, it was a very large general session hall, which felt like a big log, not a cabin, like a big grand room, <laughs> grand cabin. I can't think of the word to use. And then there were separate breakout rooms. So uh, I was in the audience for your charting session, which was by choice, um, not as your friend. It was just like, I want to hear this. And it was great. And I can confidently say I walked away with three to five charting tips and formatting ideas. So thank you. Um, and then unfortunately I did not experience your, uh, keynote in person, uh, or even in real time during the virtual event, I did it on the on-demand recordings. And I will say it was magical, Nolan. (laughs) Um, you are okay to, talk about it in more detail anybody but nolan did a great storyline with true magic tricks and circus uh trivia sprinkled throughout it it was really awesome but anyways yeah the the in-person one was great also they had fireplaces in the room so i got to literally sit fireside like with a roaring wood fire yeah. while listening to nolan and i, it was I awesome. have ne- i've never trained anybody next to a fireplace and that that was that was pretty cool they were what all about experience. the fireplaces yeah so i did uh, I, so i did a a keynote this year, which I haven't done in a long time. And it was called look over there. What magic taught me about presentation. And it was a, it was a pretty personal, um, sort of talk about my childhood and, and, in presentation, I'm sorry, in, in magic and, and the circus, the world of the circus and sort of what I learned from that and brought that brought over to graphic design and presentation design. And I got to blow the dust off some, some old tricks, got to sprinkle some of those. And I think I'm, I was a little rusty on, on the performing <laughs> these days, but I, I, I hope I put on a, a decent show. I didn't get to see it on site. I'm sure it was wonderful, but how you were able to pull it off virtually, I thought was really, really cool. Great, wonderful job. Anyway, it, it was a wonderful, um, wonderful keynote. 
And as one of four keynoters, the rest of the team was really in good company with Nolan's um, Nolan's delivery. Speaking of that, uh, our previous episode that was released, yes, with uh, Dr. Carmen Simon, we we got a preview, um, and I only was able to see her. Pre- oh no, I did see her both. I saw her on site and online. Um, Cognitive conclusions curated from COVID. So I'm just wondering, from the two of you, what did what was your big takeaway from watching her, or you know, from our po- previous podcast episode? What, was that was that the was that the title? Cog- cognitive conclusions? Because I, I didn't I didn't actually know the, the exact title, but this was yes, um, that's what I was able to pick up from oh, okay. the video anyway. <laughs> okay, so well, anyway, this was this was yes, as per our last uh, as per our last. Um, uh, podcast. Uh, this was Carmen went over uh, some studies, uh, primarily this one study uh, that, that that she had done uh, on uh, modalities or formats of pre- presenting. So uh, you know, what's more effective, um, hybrid or in person, or virtual, or even on the phone. Uh, so so those four, and it was it was fascinating. Again, it was the same thing that she had done online, and and a lot of what we went over with her on the podcast, but. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating study to, and just, she's, she's a great speaker. Yeah. And quite honestly, anyone who delivers or designs presentations, I think needs to access this information. So click on the link, um, mm-hmm. to. It's an amazing access. amount of information. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, it, but I am still in shock. Maybe it's awe that <laughs> what the key outcome about which is the best modality. Oh, between retaining in person and virtual. Yes. And mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And, and our it, conversation and last time about 18% being the highest. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, I did miss Nolan in person, but Dr. Simon was the Monday keynote. So I was mm-hmm. at the in person. So I was in the audience. And and then I have the recorded replay um, as well. And it, it just has a lot of really deep scientific notations about presentation that I think anybody that presents or creates presentations can just learn and take away mm-hmm. as someone with a degree in psychology, speaking of me, see, I do have <laughs> college degrees. Um, I started with the intention of going down a clinical psychology route. Uh, and I found, I, I mean, I really got into the explanation of the research. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, the overall premise is, presentation content is basically just not remembered. And you got to really, really focus your talk if you're presenting on increasing that memory or that recollection. And the maximum you can get is 18% of anything you say is going to be remembered. So it was just a fascinating study. But I really did get into the whole uh, setup of how the how the data was collected. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you think is um, moving on? What is the one thing that worked better as a virtual presentation, virtual conference versus the on-premise in-person hmm. event. Yeah, I, you know, uh, it's a good question. I, it's kind of odd, but in a way, it's sometimes easier to have a chat with multiple people in between sessions virtually, um, or you know, during se- sessions in in Conference Central. Um, you know, where it's you know might be a little odd to just sort of like you can like grab somebody and like just have have an easy conversation like one to one, but um, it's kind of, it'd be kind of, it's kind of weird in person to have a conversation like a impromptu one with like 10 people, 
mm-hmm. if you're online and everybody jumps into here, suddenly you have 10 people and all the screens and everyone's talking to each other. So that's kind of interesting because I, you know, I had some conversations remotely, virtually that, that I probably wouldn't have had in person. Did you host business hours? Because I think that was an perfect. Yeah, I did not do that. Well, I did not do that remotely. Yeah, we only did business roundtable. But but again, that's a formal sit down. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody come here, everybody gather around. And now we have this group conversation. Uh, But I'm talking about more sort of the impromptu. Sure. Like just, hey, let's just grab a bunch of people. Hey, so I have a question and I actually don't know the answer. At this point, have you done your, what are you calling the ones for the presentation guild? They're, they're like business roundtables, but they're virtual. Have you done uh-huh. one of those yet? Have yep. I, have I we, just totally missed it? Cause I've been like in another country. Yeah, we did one. I think we're calling it, oh God, what are we calling it? The entrepreneur. Yes. something. How did, how is something? that, how is that working in a virtual environment? Cause that's made for a virtual. Yeah, no, that worked fantastic. Uh, Bethany really? and I are hosting Bethany out. Right. Um, and that worked really well. And we just we just scheduled all of the, I think, four more for uh, 2024. Nice. So um, if you're a Guild member, take a look at the calendar. But yeah, that worked super, super well. Um, and uh, looking forward to, to more of them. Okay. Good yeah. Because while you didn't do it for the presentation summit, it, I, I, I know yeah, you, we chose this not idea was they're not a direct correlation, but I know they're very similar. The fact mm-hmm. that it's just, yeah. you know, small conversation about presentation industry. So I was impressed with... Um, the general conversation opportunities and the setup for the virtual event. You know, it, it was not the same as one-to-one conversations you have at the in-person events. And I got to tell you, my my two days at the in Monterey was unbelievable. I had so many conversations. And while I don't agree with the, maybe the menu uh, of the <laughs> cafeteria style food, um, the ability to sit with everybody at virtually every meal. I had so many great conversations with people. I mean, truly. And I purposely sat at tables where I didn't know everybody because uh, I knew I was only there for a short amount. I mean, that is invaluable. But the virtual one with the um, with the in-between time where everybody could join in between sessions. And, uh, and I think Rick did a great job of turning that over to John Chen and his team to facilitate. Mm-hmm. It's not the same, but it was really good. It was, it was, yeah. I thought it was easier to jump around from one event to the other. Now, even though I knew we were going to get video recordings, I, I wanted to make sure I saw what do you call it? Concurrent? Consent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, concurrent um, events. So I was easily to able to start in Sheila's session and jump over to Mike's session. I had planned that and it worked out really, really well. I could jump back and forth without interrupting anybody with the back door opening in the <laughs> session, right? <laughs> um, so it, clicking a button is a lot less disruptive. Okay. On the opposite, what was one thing that you feel worked, you know, definitely worked better on site, in person, as opposed to the virtual? Well, kind of to go back to what we were just talking about, I do think the business roundtable um, just has a, again, we're able to, you're able to have the conversation virtually as well, but I just love the the late night by the fire, sort of like real intimate in person. Uh, yeah, I just, I just really like that style of sort of late night and everybody just feels really open, not, not that they don't do online, but everyone's just even more so is, is really open to talking about anything. Part of a um, group, part of, yeah. you know, you're being seen, you're being heard. It, it's just really wonderful. Yeah. Great so. job, Nolan. 
uh, is is now a time to interject and really emphasize that these breakout rooms were amazingly cozy and intimate. I mean, it was wood paneled rooms. It had the fireplace, um, and and the event itself was was smaller than past past presentation summits. It was a hundred ish people, and the session rooms were small, but there was you know. But to me, this was unique. They had windows. I mean, that's a novelty for, from a standard hotel meeting room where, you know, you're put into a thing. So, you know, and, and then the presentations, you guys had a, like a 65, 70 inch TV for your presentations to be, you know, it was on a rolling stand. It was kind of low. So it was literally in front of us. It was just very intimate, not professional stuffy. I'm saying that in a good way. It was, it, it just had a very intimate feel. And then again, you know, of course the wood burning fires were just like, exactly. so I, <laughs> in years yeah, that- past when we had the designers in the studio which we don't have any designers in the studio anymore we have a we have a conference um table area with you know a big screen there we used to play a crackling fireplace all through the winter you know holiday season right now just to give us that <laughs> you guys then, then every now and then somebody would switch it to a snowfall scene because you know we're in southern california snow doesn't happen so, it was good it was it was overall good you know, you made me think of something, though. You said 100 people, which is considerably smaller on site than it has been in the past. Uh-huh. So I wanted to back up to one of the benefits of the virtual. There are good crowds showing up on the virtual event. It's more, it, the price is lower. It's, you know, we get a larger international crowd. So uh-huh. that is definitely one of the benefits of virtual. Um, what I think, because I've been a part of the trivia contest in the past, I just think there's no comparison between the on-site in-person antics. Is that the word you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, really fun. And this year, of course, I could only hear, enjoy the sounds from the event from the confines of my hotel room. Um, And actually Nolan and Julie Turberg had to fill in for echo and me as on the judge panel. Thank you for, for doing that. <laughs> yes. I felt very like I was at the grownups table and I, I didn't feel so comfortable um, because I, I felt like you, sh- well, I shouldn't have been there. The buttons. Did you have to push the buttons or did uh, Julie push the buttons? <laughs> no, I, yes, no, I think I, I think I pressed the buttons and I was yes. very, it's very uh, stressful. Yeah, I, it is very stressful. <laughs> I was never a good stage manager when, when I had to stage manage in, in, in college, oh. not good, not good with hitting the buttons. That's yeah. funny. Well, so how about the rest of the episode? We do sort of a round robin and just recap our sure. top session for each of the three days. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go first and I'm going to go with the trivia contest. I, cause again, I, I, I felt a little out of place, but I felt like I was right, right in the middle there, uh, at the grown up table. So that was, that was a highlight really for good. me. Sandy, Did you get bribed? You? Did oh. I get bribed? Um, yeah. I think I got a drink or something. Oh yeah, I got um, yeah, I got these little toys. Somebody gave me toys for for my for my girls that I brought home from my girls. And um, my favorite number one on Monday is the Makeover Maven. In all these years, it's the first time I've seen Julie Turberg deliver one of these. Um, as a, uh, that I've been able to do it as a summit guest. So of course the materials were stunning, but everyone should listen to her to understand her thought process for improving a full presentation. She takes somebody's deck and we've all done this as presentation designers. We get a deck that needs, that's one of our roles is a cleanup or, or, or a makeover. And just the process she goes through was very, very insightful. Uh, I am not copying, but I am totally oh. following suit that on day one, 
the makeover, I, I'm reading my notes, the makeover mentor, Julie Turberg, taking that company's presentation and showing her process. And here's my notes. Uh, so it, literally, we think so much alike is just to experience another presentation designer's thought process in that amount of detail is fantastic. Um, to me, this is what the presentation summit provides. It's, it's access to another presentation designer's brain. And this session was really a highlight of that. So definitely a highlight for me. Excellent. Should we move on to day two? Yeah, sure. Okay. Day two is Tuesday. Okay. Well, I can start. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, um, Richard's Richard Goring's persuasive visual storytelling, definitely compelling ways to move your audience to action. Um, just first of all, his delivery is it's speedy yet clear and calm. I enjoy listening to him as a person. Maybe it's the British accent, but <laughs> I'm kind of used to that. I don't know. Um, so yeah, Richard's it, it was wonderful. Troy, you go um, next. Well, I departed at 3.30 a.m. from the on-site venue and was enjoying a Michelin star-rated dining experience uh, on on the in Portugal while the day two virtual event. So I actually don't have a day two, but so I'm just going to- I think a Silomar is, is Michelin star, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? The cafeteria? Was, was, I'm sorry, go on. It was, it was uh, yeah, 11 courses <laughs> of small bites. Um, each one, yeah, it was- uh, Nope, no comparisons to bring up. I can't go with it. Anyways, um, but I will say, so I'm just going to pull one out because I don't know which day it was on. Chantal's uh, session, Plan, Create, Deliver. I would expect any session or talk that Chantal does to be informative as she just finished living PowerPoint formatting in depth for her book. And this session, just again, the thought process of hearing another presentation designer's workflow and how they go about it. Um, and I know it was a last minute add to the presentation. Actually, it might've been because of you, Sandy or echo, you guys couldn't do it. So I, Nolan, I, I don't think it was I'm not Nolan echo. Couldn't do something. Yeah. And so Chantal right. did it in person. Yes. And then, and then I got to, and I got to, um, uh, actually wait, maybe that was day one. Cause I did. Anyways, it was, it was a really, really good session. Um, in many, many levels, the amount of information that was there, but again, just getting inside another presentation designer's brain and, and having another either edification of, Hey, that's what I do. Or, Hey, that's a really good thought process. I hadn't approached it. So I'm just going to throw that one out there and say, yeah, day two for the onsite, I was sitting in a car, <laughs> and then an airplane uh, and then a ballroom. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Mike Parkinson's fabulous fonts and terrific type. Yes. It was very, very, very nicely written titles. Um, but yeah, so Mike, Mike um, really just went over a lot of technical stuff having to do with fonts and then also, you know, a lot of design approaches to, to type. And I always struggle whenever I talk about type, I always feel like there's so much to get into and so many things. And Mike just does a good job of really just grabbing all that information and, 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 and getting it into, you know, a, a 45 minute yeah. uh, session without it feeling like too overwhelming. So he, he's just really good about like specifically talking about, you know, what, what's most important on, on every topic. So it was, it was really nice. So it's a nice mix of the technical and, and design approach to type. 
It was very nicely done. Yeah. So let's move on to Wednesday, Troy. I know you weren't on site. Uh, if we go by the Zoom event schedule, okay. which was different, I get to say Temple Grand's um, Brilliant Minds Do Not Think Alike session because that was on the Wednesday Zoom or virtual calendar, but I was there in person. And the power of thinking in pictures uh, you know, the whole talk, it, it, I experienced it in person. I also listened to it on the recording. I thought it was a very thought provoking talk and I'm just super excited to have heard it, to have been in room. I do need to watch the HBO streaming movie, the account yeah, of her life. I have not it's, seen it. It's really that. good. Yeah. It's, it's good. Good watch. And, uh, and I'm actually in the middle of reading her visual thinking book right now, but I, I really think that was a truly unique talk very apt for presentation designers and it was just a huge win for the for the this conference to have that absolutely no one um train forward teach back that was uh sheila b robinson's uh session on um improving memory retention uh in, in your training and, and and i love sheila but i uh, and, and known her for years but uh really we really got to talk a, a lot more at, at the summit uh in person this year and i just just really enjoyed sort of getting back to some basics and things you don't think about which is okay you're you're teaching you're presenting but is this being remembered <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. you know I, I always say like if you if you give a presentation and people instantly forget it that's a failed presentation and, you know, I forget that myself. So, you know, she just covered a lot of things about, you know, what, what improves retention, what, what is memorable. And, and, uh, my, my tip is going to come from, uh, Sheila as well when, once we get to pro and tech tip. So, so I, okay. So I've I got a shout that. out on that session. I have not experienced it. I've not seen the, the session itself, but our project coordinator, who is not a presentation designer, but is obviously surrounded by presentation, um, we gave her access to, you know, just get some more presentation thinking and this and that out of all the sessions, she actually called out Sheila's as one of her favorites, like not one of, it was her mm -hmm. favorite. She's like, I loved this person. So Sheila, big shout out, um, project coordinator just loves you, your, your talking style, your information style, but the amount of information. So I, it's actually starred on my list of ones to go back and listen to because somebody who's not actually who's in the presentation industry, but not a presentation designer came away with a ton of um, takeaways from that particular session. So just another little shout out. This is, this is tough for me because it's between two. So I'm going oh. to mention the miracle of Pecha Kucha hosted by Rick Brett Schneider. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know how these people do it. I've done it. And it's, it is a challenge, but the delivery, these were wonderful, wonderful presentations. Rick Altman's more than just cameo session was wonderful. And while we've had demos from Microsoft on camo and everything, Rick really took it to a level where I think everyone on that session was able to walk away and apply the the tips that he provided. So it was, would you wonderful. say it's like real world presenting needs? Yes. Very, I mean, it wasn't yes. like I can't. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Great. It was really good. I'm going to throw out that everyone needs to experience echo Swinford's my top 10 session just to experience presentation design and working in PowerPoint from another presentation designer's brain. But I mean, out of her top 10, I took away two. like, wait, I didn't actually, one of them was like, I didn't know that was, was a thing, which was the, um, which was, uh, you know, on 
picture placeholders, go ahead and uh, crop the image. So PowerPoint gets tricked into saving the the shape size. I thought it was amazing. Um, anyways, yeah, that is, this is literally pure gold. This is that session alone. I mean, Nolan's magic was right up there, but that session alone was reason enough to go to this entire conference to get that type of insight from a seasoned uh, presentation designer. So just going to throw that one in there. Were there any sessions that you still need to watch on video? I, I know I, <laughs> I should have to watch Echoes, uh, which I missed, and I should watch Julie's as well because I, I wasn't able to see hers either. Sandy? Oh, boy. Um, I'm I want to rewatch all of them. I <laughs> Having seen Carmen's twice, I think, you know, um, I'm good there, although there's so much meat to be able to catch all the details. It wouldn't hurt going back for that one, but... I would watch them all. I would watch every single one of them. Uh, I just mentioned Sheila's is definitely on my list. Um, hold on. What's the other one that I want to? Oh, I got it. Okay. So I have one on my list and, and it's uh, Steffi Hogan's neurodiverse makeovers. I definitely have to be in a in a education mindset, but I've heard a lot of good things about that session. So it's on my list of ones. I just really want to go and uh, and see what everybody's talking about. To be honest, I do want to add one more thing though. That the office hours is, I don't know if they were recorded, but I just thought this. Remember, we used to have the um um. Help the center. help desk. Help center, help thank desk. you. Which I was a big part of. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really wonderful for years. And and it just it sort of just fizzled out at the end. And, and not, I don't mean that negatively, but I think the needs of the attendees changed and being online changed. I always thought that it would be such a great idea if after a session the presenters had time to join us there because then mm -hmm. people could ask more questions. This was an awesome solution to that. And I think just being able to talk with these experts adds such value to your attendance fee. I just hey, I have a question, mm -hmm. mostly mostly for Nolan. Mm -hmm. This is similar to what Creative Pro did for their virtual only event a couple of years back, where you know the present, but the presentations were pre-recorded. I know I pre-recorded my session, and then I was available for like fifteen or thirty minutes to answer questions and chat. Do, do you feel how's the, how's this compare? Or well, the office hours was separate. I mean, the, what you're talking about is just the Q and A, basically after yeah. um, after the session, which is good because you you always want to have a Q and A, and you obviously want that to be live. Um, this was just sort of you know the office hours was kind of just a random time that people could come and and ask questions. And, you know, with mine, I think I, we only got one question, you know, it ended up being just sort of a chat session. But, um, yep. Okay. Well, I, I think to wrap this up, we have to talk about the 2024 presentation summit has been scheduled. Details? Yes. Anybody? Yes. Well, Zach, it's at Zachary Dunes at Mandalay Beach in Southern California. For geographical reference, it's Northage, Northish of LA. Is that true? Yes. It's North. Okay. It's in Oxnard. Is that right, California guy? Is that? Yeah, that's it, old... it, 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 it is correct. It is <laughs> definitely not something that's going to come up as a destination for anybody in California, but it's been reinventing. Oxnard is beautiful. It looks beautiful. On the coastline. Yeah, see, they've done good market. It's, it's traditionally a very agricultural heavy area. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like an area you drive by to go to someplace. <laughs> but uh, a couple of years back, some I was on another event, and it was a group from New York. 
and and all the ladies on that one they were very excited because they were going to a retreat i was like oh really where are you going i'm thinking santa barbara you know i'm listening off like oh it's right in oxnard i'm like huh maybe i need to change my perspective Mm. uh on oxnard so it's definitely an evolving tourist destination there's a couple of uh i mean our our region up there is when our kids were younger they have a couple of um on the beach camping, you know, for trailer camping. So we go up there for that. It's, it's a nice area. I will say, um, the venue is not close to the LAX airport. It, it has evolved into a beautiful coastal area, but I, I know there's a regional airport there. So like this one, like Monterey, there's going to either be a regional airport or you're going to be flying into a bigger city for Monterey, it was generally San Jose or San Francisco, and there'll be a little bit of a, a commute to get there. You know, transportation, it's not like you get off and you grab an Uber and you're there in 10 minutes. This is a little bit more distant location, and it's going to be great. Um, it is October 20th to 23rd, so mark your calendars. Um, uh, I don't think registration is open yet, but, uh, you know, look out for do, early registration. Do you know the dates of the virtual? Cause it's going to be separate. The virtual is going to be like uh, a week later, right? Yeah. I don't know if those have been officially announced. I think yet. it's okay. November 3rd through 6th. Oh, okay. okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So like a week. Okay. So there will be an in-person that it, it has been announced that this is the last hurrah of the presentation summit as we know it for more than 20 years now. We'll see. Um, you know, uh, in Rick's words, 2024 will be my last year as director and primary organizer of the presentation summit in its present in its present form. Um, it is time for another group to take over the operations of the conference. If indeed 2024 is the final year of the in-person version of the presentation summit. So the very open-ended statement there by the director, but uh, I think everybody that is able should be there. I've got the dates on my calendar. I'm trying to say no to every client that comes up (laughs) and, uh, and hopefully we will get our group photo there. Okay. Wrapping up another presentation podcast conversation. The presentation summit is literally a once a year time for i'll just say 100 to 300 of us presentation focused people to have a place to meet and now there's both a in-person place and a virtual place it was a great event i mean it was really really great it was very re-energizing very learning very unforgettable for myself and i would say another successful conference based on that criteria from everybody i've talked to there's just no other conference out there that does this hey let's do some pro and tech tips i will start having traveled a lot recently one of the things that frustrated me was well, first of all, I love wearing my um, my ear my Apple earbuds. What are they called? AirPods. 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 Exactly, guys. Anyway, I love it because they really do have great noise canceling. What they don't do is connect with. If I want to watch TV, I mostly listen to podcasts. But if I want to watch TV, they don't connect with the TV. So my tech tip today is the AirFly Pro Bluetooth Wireless audio transmitter. It's a dongle. 
you plug it in to the um, phone jack on the TV, the earbud mm-hmm. jack, whatever, and it will sync with, with your earbuds. I w- Any earbud. It doesn't have to be Apple at all. Um, and then you still get the noise canceling. So I love it. It's really, That's really good. Awesome. Recom- I would suggest that you sync it before you get on the airplane because they want it, it wants to sync with every Bluetooth device. Oh, on the, on the airplane. This yeah. is... Well, Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna, I'm great. gonna, I'm gonna grab one because uh, on United at least they do have Bluetooth audio pairing. Oh. Never, never been able to get it to work. Okay. <laughs> Ever <laughs> like it, it's always like oh pair your AirPods with never, never works. So no, this... because everybody's doing the same thing. It's kind of like with the Wi-Fi when you when they first turn it on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's up with that, but yeah, this is this. I'm I'm putting one in my cart right now. Okay, Nolan. To your point, I've got one for, I've got my, my pro and tech is basically what I'm going to call a stream deck light. Mm-hmm. It's, I can't even pronounce this. S I K A I K Sikai. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, it's six programmable buttons, like, like a stream deck. It is, um, it's very small. It's USB-C connection to the computer. You can use a USB-C to USB. Um, it has six buttons to program plus a dial wheel on it. So that's kind of a dial wheel. And actually, the, the dial wheel is cl- clickable, so it's button number seven. It's a Windows-only setup app, so I do want to call that out. You can use it on a Mac, but you have to do the programming on Windows. That You have to download a separate little app, and you need to program each of the keys. But here's the important thing about it. So you have your Stream Deck, which you know we have a couple of dozen around. So i got my nice 30, wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 4 times. So my 32 button is the big one, the XL. So I've got my big one right here, and I use it all the time. Um, but if I plug it into another computer, like a show computer, I need to install the Stream Deck software and my profile for this thing to work. So I can't easily move it to another computer. This one, when you program it, the programming stays with the unit. So if I program it, I plug it into another computer, all the buttons work automatically, Windows and Mac. So this is where it's really, really cool. So there is no software to to make it run. You do need it to set up. So I have these set up for running PowerPoint on other computers. So we have, um, you know, start show, um, you know, we have all the basics of running a show, but here's the important point. The dial wheel is programmed for the presenter notes. I Mm. can scroll the presenter notes line Mm. by line at any speed I want, more like a teleprompter. Nice. It is fantastic. And then I actually have it. um, Anyways, it's 20 bucks. I... Everybody should get these. They're so incredibly versatile. You do have to have a little bit of techie background to program it. But once you program it, it's done. I can plug these into any computer at any meeting and run PowerPoint with confidence. I did take the time and put little labels on what the buttons are um, for us because you can program it to do lots. But it's really the teleprompt functionality for the presenter notes is where we use this. Uh, That's cool. cool. Yeah, very cool. I'll put a link to it. It's on Amazon. It's a, you know item from China. So it's only as cool as what you program it to do, mm-hmm. but it's the only one I've found that holds the programming inside of it. So when you plug it in, it's automatically recognized. Cool. I, I will also note, actually, hold on. We do have one dedicated for a teleprompter app that we use because we don't tout ourselves as teleprompt operators, but every now and then we get thrown into the position of we need to do teleprompting and here's the word doc. It's like, well, that's 
that's different than PowerPoints, this, that. So we do have one that's dedicated to a teleprompt app we have and the scroll wheel works just like a teleprompter one and it has pause and it has go to top and we have bookmarks going to go to next uh, chapter marker, I guess they're called, but yeah, 20 bucks. I was like, okay, let's program one for that and put labels on it and it's dedicated. So cool. Throwing that out there. Okay, um, go for it. All right. So mine's a quick one, but um, I picked this up from Sheila at, at her session. At the start of your, your presentation, your, your talk, your training, put a bio slide in about yourself. And I had sort of stopped talking about myself in the beginning. And when, when Sheila put hers up, and it was only up for like you know, 30, 40 seconds, but hey, this is who I am. I'm a trainer. I'm this. Here's my background, blah, blah, blah. It just reminded me like how weird it is to just have somebody start talking and not really give them a little bit of an intro, especially if you don't have anybody introducing yourself. So I immediately made one and, have, and I'm using it in all my trainings now. It's just 30, 40 seconds of, hey, this is who I am. This is you know where I used to work and this is what I do and moving on, you know, some bullet points and I get to talk about it. And I just, at least for myself, it just feels like it just grounds everything to begin with. Um, mm. So that is my recommendation. If you're starting to talk to a bunch of people you don't know, just tell them who you are, make a nice little simple bio slide at the top. This is Troy from TLC Creative Services, professional presentation design studio. Check us out, tlccreative.com, vxpmeeting.com, the virtual meeting platform for all of our online meetings and registrations and stuff. And then the blog, the powerpointblog.com. Um, take it away. Who's next? This is Nolan from Nolan Hames Creative. Check out nolanhamescreative.com to learn more about presentation and data viz trainings. You can get some free downloads at the goodie page there. And if you want to design slides without bullet points, of course, pick up a copy of The Better Deck Deck at thebetterdecktech.com. Use the code podcast for a discount on any order. And this is Sandy Johnson with Presentation Wiz. You can visit my website and blog at presentationwiz.biz. I'm on LinkedIn as Sandra Johnson PowerPoint MVP and on X as PPT Wiz. And don't forget to check out the Presentation Guild there at presentationguild.org. My calendar has October 15th to 18th reserved. How about you? Episode show notes are available at the Presentation Podcast website, thepresentationpodcast.com. This podcast is produced by TLC Creative Services, Inc., and new episodes release on the first and third Tuesday of each month.